everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Food Chain presented by Perfy. Today we have Kirtan Parekh, CEO and co-founder of Clora. Kirtan, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So today we're talking about gut, mind, body, uh, and I'm super stoked on that. Let's start with a little bit about yourself and uh, your background and, and your story. Yeah, we think we have a great founder story between our three co-founders. So my story is I do foot and ankle surgery, and around four years ago, I went to Asia for like a surgical trip, got an E. coli infection really bad, recovered from antibiotic use, but the antibiotics destroyed my microbiome. But for the next three years, I was struggling with, you know, gaining weight, bloating. It was just lots of inflammation in my body and it was all related to my gut. So I went on this journey as a physician, as a patient, as a consumer of trying all these consumer products, trying all the medicine, trying all the seeing different doctors. And what I really learned out of it was a lot about how your brain, your body, your inflammation, and the way we age is indirectly and directly related to gut health and microbiome. So during the pandemic, as you know, some of the hospitals were closing their operating rooms because of the pandemic and people coming in and using the rooms. So I couldn't operate for around six months in 2020. And I went back to school to get a degree in nutrition at Rutgers. And in school, I learned more about the microbiome and aging and cellular health than I did in med school, which is surprising, <laughs> in nutrition school of all places. And that's when I learned about prebiotics, postbiotics, serotonin, how it relates to your brain, how it, all these neurotransmitters are made in your colon, your gut, and how a lot of neurons, you know, outside of your central nervous system, most of your neurons are actually around your gut. So that's kind of like my short story of how the journey began. And we decided to create Clora, our company, based on that ethos of homeostasis, balance in the body, roots from gut health. Very cool. A lot going on there. And um, you said you have all three of your founders have a, a cool story. Are theirs similar to yours? Yeah. So John Snow and Dan Snow are my two co-founders. We both, we, all three of us grew up together coincidentally. And, you know, when you're friends with somebody, we really talk about their success and career, kind of say, hang out with them. And these two guys are titans in their industry with marketing and their agency. And I really wasn't aware of it until Dan, the younger brother, kept running into at parties in New York City. And he's like, man, I have some gut health issues and I know you're like into it. What should I do? And that was the time I was in nutrition school learning about specifically 2FL, which is a prebiotic found in breast milk um, that is available as a supplement. And it's available over the counter in baby formula. So I actually gave him some of that. He's like, yo, this is amazing. Like there's so much to gut health and the consumer space is kind of saturated with the wrong stuff. Like we should try to do something. And uh, both John and Dan are like super athletes and they're really into health and wellness. So it was kind of serendipitous that they had this marketing agency. They're really into health. John is actually a physician as well. He's a dentist. And, you know, we all just kind of got together and we're like, this is a no brainer. That's awesome. It, it doesn't hurt to have a co-founder that's been uh, doing very well in the agency life as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So tell me more about Clora and what it does and the problem that it solves. So if you look at most consumer products in the gut health space and the anti-aging and nootropic space, they're very centric with probiotics. They're very centric with pushing this narrative that probiotics are it and this is what, what it's going to do. And what they don't really focus on is more of like the whole body, how the gut-brain connection works and how it could be kind of manipulated through obviously diet, exercise, 
but also through supplements like prebiotics and postbiotics. So we wanted to start with two SKUs. The two things that helped me the most in my healing journey were something called digestive enzymes. So when you're in a little background on the health kind of things is when you're in an inflammatory state, you know, you have your upper GI, your upper gastrointestinal tract, your stomach, small intestine, all that stuff. And then you have your colon, your gut, your large GI, lower GI. And what we focus on a lot is the lower GI health, but upper GI health, gastritis, all these things are very common. And when you're in an inflammatory state, sometimes the foods that you're eating aren't properly digested. And that could be in part because of lack of digestive enzymes or a lack of the way the food is being processed and it causes inflammation later on. So what we can do is take digestive enzymes with our meals, especially when you're eating out, right? When you're eating out, you have all these restaurants that put vegetable oils, butter, you, you don't know what they're putting in foods. So especially when I ate out, I would take digestive enzymes before my meals. And that significantly helped my bloating, constipation, indigestion, inflammation, all that stuff. So I noticed that a lot of the digestive enzymes on the market were made from ox bile or from animal product, which is fine. But there's a whole subset of people that are vegan or that are vegetable-based or animal. They're, they're staying away from animal products. So we were like, hey, why don't we create a vegan digestive enzyme? And that's exactly what we did. There's a really powerful enzyme from papaya called papian. And uh, we put that in our digestive enzyme. And that's actually coincidentally what Dan took every day before I even met him. And like, this stuff is amazing. So we put that in. That's our first skew. And then our halo skew or hero skew is something called gut renew. And that is the prebiotic and postbiotic in one. We don't call it like a fancy name. We just call it gut renew. But it's um, impressive because prebiotics help microbial diversity and they help the probiotics, quote unquote, in your body flourish naturally. Whereas taking a probiotic, you know, is individual, it may not be right for you. It may be right for you. You don't know. Like, for example, a probiotic that works for me may not work for you. So they're highly individualized. And you have to really test and trial, see what works for you. In this case, Anyone can take a prebiotic to help the microbial diversity. It's literally the food that the good bacteria eat in your body. And then why are probiotics so good? Why is the microbiome so important? They produce byproducts. The main byproducts are quote unquote postbiotics, short chain fatty acids. And what's really interesting about this is they're the main fuel source of the digestive cells align the colon and the large intestine, AKA the gut. And that is extremely important for inflammation, for pathology of disease, for leaky gut, things like this. And, you know, for healthy digestive bowel movements and having clear head and good gut brain connection in terms of producing good neurotransmitters that your gut produces. So that's the long of it. Sorry to keep talking. No, I love it. I'm learning so much right now. And hopefully people that listen there are too. I've got a very specific question and it's, can you walk me through? And if you can, try to keep it like a third grade level for me and hopefully uh, anybody else that doesn't have a, a medical background, but how does taking products that are meant for your gut, like, what is that axis? Like what, what, when you, you, we have three ways to get from point A to point B, you know, everyone in the United States, what's that transportation to make something that's good for your gut, good for your brain? Exactly. So to talk about it in very simple terms, if we don't produce things like serotonin, which are just another feel-good hormone, right? We have dopamine, serotonin, all these hormones I'm sure you've heard of. What people don't realize is a lot of them are made in the gut. 90% of your serotonin, a feel-good hormone, is made in your gut. So if we don't have good eating habits, good sleeping habits, good digestion, right? Gut health, then that's going to affect the way we think 100%. 
you know, some of the best athletes in the world are focusing on microbiome research now because it is really affecting, especially Tom Brady is one of the biggest ones, actually. It's affecting the way they're age, it's affecting their performance, it's affecting those different, you know, high-end elite athlete type of metrics, like 0.1 seconds here, uh, you know, three pounds here. And that's what they're focused on for that reason, because there's a huge connection between the gut and brain. So is for someone that's new to focusing on their gut microbiome, is taking extra fiber or getting enough fiber per day and maybe a probiotic enough? It could be if it depends on their state, right? So, I mean, this is a medical advice, but I think our food supply in the United States specifically is so poor now that we really have to go out of our way to take care of our gut health and to take care of our body in all aspects of inflammation and aging. And I think eating a wide variety of colorful vegetables and a lot of diverse sources of fiber is definitely beneficial for microbial health. If you want to change your microbial diversity, which is creating better outcomes, to a side note, you know, diversity in our universe and our world leads to better outcomes. That's just like a rule of life, right? Diversity in culture, diversity in genome, diversity in your microbiome, diversity in nature, all of that leads to better outcomes. That's just like a universal thing. And the same goes with your body. So intaking a diverse amount of foods, intaking different types of vegetables and wild caught and lean meats can definitely help. So I would start with that first and then add in a probiotic, add in a prebiotic, add in postbiotics, add in gut health supplements. I got you. So how do I measure if my gut or my, let's call it the, yeah, gut, body, and mind is functioning properly? So let's say I, I make all of those healthy changes. I add in maybe the fiber, I'm hitting my fiber goal. I'm adding the probiotic or the prebiotic or the postbiotic. How do I know that like my brain's firing? Is it more of like a, I feel better type thing? There's ways you can definitely look at your metrics. In my opinion, I see three pillars of health as far as biohacking goes. The first is nutrient and gut microbiome. The second is environment, you know, the air, the plastics you're around, the water quality. And the third would be sleep. Really taking track of how your body is reacting to things in terms of, are you sleeping deep? Is your skin clear? Are you having brain fog? Are you having crashes throughout the day after you eat a meal? You know, uh, there's so many bio uh, hacking devices like the Whoop Band, CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor. There's a company called Levels that does that really well, where you can them. literally take, yeah. So I'm sure some of your audience knows, you can literally take a little chip attached to your arm and connect it to your phone that can tell you how your glucose spikes. And that's really interesting because it also has to do with your microbiome as well. So for example, you know, if I eat a burrito, my blood sugar might not spike, but it might for you. So it's really cool to understand what foods cause an insulin spike in your body and avoiding those foods that react poorly. You know, so there's different testing metrics you can do in terms of the high-end stuff. But as far as like simple things you can really look out for is sleep quality, how your skin feels, how you look, how you, you know, are interacting throughout the day uh, in terms of your exercise energy as well. And then um, how are you eating? How your digestion is? Is your bowel movements regular? Are you having uh, issues with going regularly? Is there any um, problems with the foods that you're intaking? So simple things like that, or you can do. I want to zoom in a little bit on the uh, continuous glucose monitor, because this is one of the things about food and beverage that excites me the most. Mm -hmm. So there's a guy named Goody Beats. He's a really jacked keto influencer. And he, he has this new series on his IG that where he's measuring his glucose. Uh, he's not using a, a continuous glucose monitor. He's using like one that he's sponsored by, but he does it after a bunch of different zero calorie products. So he's tried bang and all the different energy drinks, but just yesterday, wow. 
he did one on sugar-free, I think Hershey's Kisses or something like that, or Hershey's like bars. Uh-huh. And anytime I see those, with especially with big food brands, you know there's going to be something called maltitol in there, which is just, you probably know, know exactly what that is. It's terrible for your gut, at least in my opinion. Maltitol. Oh, maltitol. Yes, it's a sugar alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Wreaks havoc on the gut. But not only does it do that, because I actually commented from the Perfect account saying RIP to your butt, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but it, it raised his blood sugar tremendously. And he's doing it right. He does 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and two hours. And wow. that's how we used to test things back at Quest before we even launched products to market. And one thing that was interesting is like it might say zero sugar, but certain sugar alcohols or certain ingredients in products that are labeled zero sugar are actually really bad for, or for some people's you know blood glucose. And for me, it's one of those things where part of the reason why I started this podcast, part of this reason I even started Perfy is because there's so many products out there that claim to be X, Y, or Z. But when you really get down to it, and to me and, and what I do, it's what is the impact on your metabolic health? It bothers me when certain things are marketed as zero sugar because you automatically, like it's implied that it's not going to raise your blood sugar, but there are hidden ingredients that do so. And not only that, but pretty bad for your gut. Yeah, that's a really good point. And in nutrition school, we also learned that if you look at the ingredients of any package that you buy, food, drink, the ingredients are listed in most abundant to least abundant. And after I learned this, I was like, oh, let me look around. You know, there was a sweet potato chips that I saw in Whole Foods. And the first ingredient was corn, second ingredient was vegetable oil, and third ingredient was potato powder. And I'm like, this is insane. This is like all complete marketing stuff, right? So yep. you definitely have to look at the ingredients that you're buying from and look at the listing as well, right? And what's most abundant in you know, what you're buying. And specific to what you're saying is, you know, there's, like I said, with, originally, there's a lot of processed food in America, more so than ever before. And if you look at just people our age, Gen Z, millennials, there's way more people losing their hair. There's way more people having diabetes. There's way more people having chronic health issues than I would say ever before. And I blame the food and water quality, in my Same. opinion. I'm so 1 million percent with you on that. That's like, it's exactly why this podcast exists, because sometimes it's, it's hard for brands to have difficult conversations about the truth because they don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers with investors or eventually the people that they want to sell their company to who likely are the ones that started that problem. And you see this quite often. You mentioned chips earlier. You mentioned maltodextrin, which is another one of those ingredients I can't stand because not too many people know that maltodextrin has a higher glycemic index than table sugar. So if let's say there's you know cane sugar or just sugar in a product, that glycemic index is around 55 to 60, whereas maltodextrin is hovering in the 75 to 80 range. And people wonder why, well, there's no sugar in this. Why is my blood glucose spiking higher than I anticipated? And it's sneaky ingredients like that that are often found in food and beverage that um, more food than beverage, but it's one of those things that irks me. Yeah, for sure. And there's this really funny Instagram account called Seed Oil Disrespector. <laughs> and in school, we learned about omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids. And those are essential fatty acids that you know our body needs to intake. However, everyone knows that omega-3 fatty acids are really good for you. But omega-6 fatty acids are essential too. And omega-6 fatty acids are highly inflammatory. And guess what omega-6 fatty acids are? They're sunflower oil, safflower oil, cottonseed yep. oil. They're all the oils that are basically in every packaged food. You can see it's, it's almost unavoidable, it really is. And in America, our ratio is completely off of, of omega-6 to omega-3. I think it should be three to one. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be three to one. And in America, it's around 20 to one. So that's another thing that people need to address that also causes gut health issues is, you know, seed oils that really are 
can't be processed by the body the way they should be. So this is another um, hot topic for me. Like there's, so there's some food scientist accounts out there that really poo-poo on people who, who talk about inflammatory oils like that. And it bothers me because oftentimes they were contracted by big food to create products and they use the seed oils quite heavily because they're much cheaper than the better oils. But I'm glad that you're you know one of those that are that are on board with that because I firmly agree. And the, the crazy part is Whole Foods, and I hope they're not listening to this right now, but they allow canola oil and all of these seed oils that I believe are inflammatory, but they don't allow certain ingredients. One of them is in Perfi. So Perfi for now is not allowed to be at Whole Foods and our ingredient is called allulose. And we think that the reason is that they're just not educated enough on right. the product and how, how strong of a sweetener it is. But yeah, the oil thing really uh, gets me too. Yeah. It's just definitely a big problem. And, you know, we have to be mindful of these things. You know, we're just trying to from my perspective, like I suffered for many years with my own health issues, but not only that, but every single day, I haven't, I'm full-time a core up. I'm still part-time on my job and I still operate, you know, every few weeks and I still see patients on a regular basis. And there is so much pathology out there and young patients too. And it's hard to see this happening to our colleagues and country and our friends and family when it's almost unavoidable, you know, with our food supply. So it's good to be educated. Best we can do is educate our, our patients, our customers at Clora, people, you know, listening to this podcast, knowledge is power and power is a healthy body. If you're healthy inside, people treat others the way they feel inside. So healthier people will make happier people and happier communities. I vibe with that. It's a little bit disrespectful, but I actually just purchased your product as we're on this uh, <laughs> podcast. You don't have to, I'll send it to you, don't worry. I already did know, I love supporting, man. One other question I have for you, a little short on time here, but what stands out about Calora amongst competition? You don't need to name direct competitors. That's not your style and we don't have to at all, but what sets you apart? We think that there is, first of all, ingredients are, we're bringing the high-end science to the regular consumer. And I think that education will be first for Calora. So we're starting with gut health, but we have other two categories, mind and body. So we're going to be doing stuff for cellular health in terms of anti-aging, in terms of you know lowering, we can't say inflammation, but you know lowering that kind of stuff, and connecting all three, right? So for example, there's a really cool molecule called NMN, nicotinamide mononucleoside. It's a precursor to mitochondrial health. That's an interesting ingredient that only like high-end biohackers know about. Some people know on the podcast about it here. NAD drips are really popular. You know, bringing stuff like that to the regular consumer, educating them on that. There's a molecule called spermidine, which is given to any living creature yeast cells, nematodes, mammals, their lifespan increases by 30%. It's amazing. It's found in foods like natto. It's found in blue zones around the world. And we can make it from wheat germ. You know, there's a few companies making it from that. So that also is made in your gut, surprisingly. So there's things like this that are really high-end that we want to simplify, educate our consumers, and make available in one umbrella that relates to the gut, mind, and body. And, you know, next stage could be like in-home testing to keep you more educated on your body partnerships with other companies that do the biometric stuff. So we have a big vision for the company. And if you can see by our branding and the 16 months we put in before our launch, we really left no stone unturned. And for that reason, I think our company stands apart and, you know, we've got health first, anti-aging, cellular health first, whereas other companies, they might have like a vitamin brand. And oh, by the way, here's our probiotic or here's our gut health supplement. It's a side thought. It's not the ethos yeah. of the product. 
And that's where it is. We also think we have a great founder story. So this is something that all three of us are very successful in our own right. We're doing this because we want to do it. I'm leaving my job to do this full time because I think it's needed. I think it's something that's super interesting. I meet cool people like you doing it. And it's amazing, you know, and it's scalable. I love it. It's one of the a funny note. I cannot wait for the AI to try to transcribe this uh, episode because there's some words where I'm like, I'm trying to Google as you're saying them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't want to talk to people like you that are kind of interested in the field. Obviously, to our consumers, I'm very simple with how we're talking and make it kind of relatable. Yeah. But I'm like deep into the science. I get super excited about it. I love it, man. I might hit you up after for uh, to make sure yeah. that the transcription is accurate because we might be quoting some different stuff here. And then uh, last, what's next for you guys? I absolutely love the branding and with the team that you've got, you know, it's it's no surprise. You don't tell me like the exact product, but you're going yeah. into the mind part of it next. Yeah, the gut and mind are kind of related in a sense. Like for example, butyrate, our postbiotic, is really great for brain health as well. We're going to do other SKUs in other categories, but we really want to scale the first two SKUs first properly. We just launched, you know, seven weeks ago and we're still testing ads and you know, iOS 14, all that stuff is, is an issue. So we're working with scaling our ads and getting customer feedback and you know, changing our messaging or education. We're focused on that for the next few months at least. We're thinking about in-home testing and we're thinking about those SKUs for the cellular health as well, which would be really great. Spermidines is a great molecule for hair health as well. And I know post-pandemic, a lot of people are suffering from hair loss and scalp issues. So I think a hair skin cells uh, supplement would be really cool too, right? Instead of hair, skin, and nails, kind of that kind of play. So these are the ideas in the pipeline that are in the works and we're really excited about them. Like I'm so excited about the company. I'm so excited about our team. You know, working with someone for two years is like a marriage. So luckily we've had a great time and we're all on the same page. So I think for that reason, because our team is so strong, our company will do well and we'll help customers out. Likewise, it, it, uh, if you ever need an intro to Dr. Ryan Lowry, he was on the podcast on the last episode. I love that guy. He's part of Perfy's Cognitive Council. If you need an intro, let me know. He's great. He's Absolutely. super into this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Especially in the nootropic space. Want to learn more. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, where can everyone find you on social, both yourself and, and your brand? Yeah. So our brand is GetClora. So GetClora.com, at GetClora. On Twitter, that's my full name, Kirtan Parekh. That's K-R-T-E-N-P-A-R-E-K-H. You can find some health and wellness posts. My personal Instagram is at Supination. If you want to DM me, talk about health and wellness. I love talking about biohacking, health and wellness. It doesn't have to be a console. Just, just if you want to DM me and ask me questions. We have a Discord community also for Chlora where I answer questions for people. Obviously, it's not medical advice, but just you know, talking ideas, talking about what we can do to help our diet, things like this. You know. Oh, yeah. Just don't click any links on Discord, though. Too many people getting jacked for their NFTs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's one cool thing about Discord is health and wellness and health communities haven't really been built there. So we were like, hey, why not build a Discord community for biohacking, gut health, all that stuff, you know, start that at least. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm, I started one for Perfy. I just don't, I don't think I'm going to use it. I want to try to find something different at, and it's yeah. a random topic for another day, but there's got to be something better than Discord for both Web3 and, and communities like this. If there's something, it's be something better than Facebook, but Discord, Slack, someone's going to build it. And for me, I think the perfect world is if it's built on the website. So like where you, you have a gate that people can go in and almost like an old school, um, you know, chat board. Yeah. I mean, Reddit is the big one right now for biohacking and health and wellness. Yeah. People are on there about everything, right? So. Mm -hmm. And transfer those communities to something a little bit more advanced like Web3, then that will be successful. Amazing. Well, Kieran, it was great to have you on the podcast, man. I hope you have a great day and, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, man. Message me later. We'll chat soon. <laughs>